right, guys, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Neanderthals. It's just me, Jose, today. Uh, Jesse is in the process of moving, and we got a few episodes recorded with him and uh, and also Josh. But I uh, I want to do a special episode today. Um, part of us Neanderthals is that, or part of the podcast is that we we say that we are not experts in anything. And that we're always trying to explore and why us doing the episodes, we're actually learning while we're doing the episode. So, but today's going to be a little different. Um, today, I'm going to give you some advice on, it, it's starting to get warm and we're starting to get a lot of 100 degree days and that's all AC or HVAC tech talk. But what that's going to bring is that we're going to, you're going to be needing an AC company to come out to your house, either for a service or and hopefully not if your AC dies. So today's episode is going to be uh, uh, five things to do before you call an AC company, and then 10 things to think about when calling a company. All right. So first thing, like I said, five things to do before you call an AC company. So you're at the point where you don't have heat. You set your house to whatever degree, let's say you set it to 70, and the house has been 75 all day. It's not really that hot, but also you notice that it's 75 at night or the units run is turning off and on. Uh, there's not enough air coming out of the vents. So what do you do? You call an AC company, right? So these are five things that you're going to check yourself before you call them because these are five things that are going to save you a lot of money because normally when it goes out, it's not going to be um, and the best convenient time is going to be either at night or when you're on the way to work or or the worst time so you're going to pay extra cost to get a tech out there so first thing you need to check is and i know you're saying you should have already checked this but is your thermostat set to ac uh, some of the older thermostats and then some of even the digital ones are going to have knobs that you actually slide over to ac off heat uh, if you have a heat pump emergency heat um, or it'll say cool heat emergency heat so um, make sure it's set to cool and then make sure that temperature you want is below what it's at. So if you want it to 70 and you've been hitting up or down or whatever and you've realized that you've been trying to set the house to 80, uh, it's not going to turn on. So check your thermostat, make sure it's set to AC. The next thing, if it's still not working, is make sure your filters are clean. Um, this one is going to for us HVAC techs and for the companies that per to make and provide filters, this is where we all disagree. So a 30-day filter or a 90-day filter, what it really is, is 30 days of runtime. The average American um, in 90 days runs a unit 30 days, if that makes any sense. So in, in 90 days, that unit is actually running 30 days worth. So that's why they say these filters are 90-day filters. But if you keep the air on at all times, like I do, and I recommend that, it keeps the air cycling throughout your house, helps it keep it balanced, you're going to have to replace your filter every month. Now, as uh, you're going in and out of your house more, where it's either you're, you know, you're going to parties or celebrating or it's starting to get warm outside, you're starting to do more uh, uh, barbecues and parties, um, you're going to have the door open and close. You're going to get more dust in your filter and it's going to get dirty. So even though you may not keep your fan on all the time and if it's only been a month and a half, that filter may be clogged. So first thing you got to do is pull it out. If it doesn't look like a new filter and it looks like you have a carpet on there, 
it's probably going to be gray or brown take it off and what's probably happen is and the next one is that the unit has some ice which is going to be on the outside so check your filters make sure your filters are clean and also here's another thing you may not know this but you have to figure out how many filters your system has you may have one filter and it may be right on the unit on the inside unit this is not the outside this is your inside unit that blows the air around the house it's either in your garage in a closet or in the attic so that unit may have a filter right in the bottom of it may have a slot but sometimes people will add filters to the return grills or the grills on the the bigger grills on the wall sometimes what will what'll happen is you're replacing those filters regularly that one's clean but then you you never knew or you forgot that there's a filter on the unit so check every place that there could be a filter make sure that they're clean and in reality you only need one filter if it's on the unit and you need a filter for each return grill so if you want to caught you know uh, 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 be efficient cost efficient do your one filter on the unit so check that but then the uh, that'll lead to if it's clogged and some other things will lead to also is that the outside unit could be iced up so you go outside and the fatter line has a big chunk of ice on it if it's a heat pump it's going to start shutting off reversing itself to cool that off but if you don't have the the airflow or enough refrigerant the inside unit is going to freeze up also so then you have this problem where now you're getting two big chunks of ice you end up killing your unit or if it has safety limits it cuts itself off so if the outside unit has ice on it cut the unit off at the thermostat turn off go outside you're going to have a a smaller box rectangular box that's that's uh screwed into the wall or into the side of your house lift lift the, the little flap on there the front door and pull the safety switch if it has a breaker break it so that it's not working if you don't feel comfortable doing that turn the breakers off and that's in your panel um so and like i said the the low refrigerant there's nothing you could do you have to be certified and i'll get and that's part of the 10 you know things to think about for a company but you have to be certified to touch refrigerant don't touch it you don't want to have osha seeing you doing any of that so um so that's number three if there's ice cut it off if there's ice cut it off wait at least a day call the company but normally if there's ice and you've checked your filters and everything's clear and none of the returns are blocked and none of the nothing else is blocked then call the company they're probably going to be so busy that it's going to be a day before they get to your house so um, but make sure that it's off for at least half a day before you call them uh, the next one is make sure all your vents are open you may think that if you close vents in rooms you don't use or in hallways that you get more air pushed to the other spots that you want the, that is true, but the problem is now you're creating a, a backup or a built up of air over the unit, over the coil that could create uh, static pressures to raise up. And that could also be a, a, another reason why your unit frees up because you're not getting enough air across it. The best way to get the air throughout the house equally is to have a full system air balance. You have to be certified for that. I'm certified for that, but that takes expensive equipment. It's not cheap, so you got to think about that as, as an investment. Um, yeah make sure all your vents are open and it's the supply ones that's where the air comes out make sure they're open now if you've opened it and for some reason everything else is blowing except for a couple of them you may have a, a restriction in the ductwork you could try to clear yourself but it's better to call a professional to do that so that's the reason to call them
Um, and then the last one, and this one is, if you have kids, they may do it. They may, leave, they may leave a door open or a window open, and you're getting outside temperature air, 100 degree air to go back right into your return. And even though your system's working fine, it, it, your, your system's only going to cool around 20 degrees. And with this new refrigerant, it's even less than 20 degrees. It's sometimes 16 or 18. It could be more, but the average is around 20 degree difference. So if you're trying to keep your house at 70 and the air going back, you know, could change from, you know, 75 to 80 to 90 all of a sudden because they're leaving a door open or a window open, you're not going to cool your system. So, and that could overload it. It could kill it, but, you know, make sure that there's no uh, outside air coming in and overheating your system. All right. So those are the five things. Uh, repeat them. Make sure your thermostat's set to AC. Make sure your filters are clean. Make sure you know where all your filters are at. Make sure your vents are open. If the And then if the outside unit is iced up, cut it off. Call the company and make sure that they're there, you know, at least half a day or a day, full day with it off. The last one, make sure there's no hot air coming into your unit. This could also be a problem if the unit's in the attic. You could have uh, duct leakage where the insulation is gone, hot air going right into, you know, right into the unit. Um, as a second, you know, it's pretty much it's creating another return. You don't want that call a unit or call an ac company uh they'll fix that all right the next one it's going to be 10 things to think about when you're calling a company or a uh, heating and ac company all right so um the first one is you have to be careful if the if the company is ac only so if they don't do any type of heat if they don't do any uh service contracts if all they do is they only they only show up around you know, spring and summer, and then they're gone in the fall. It could be somebody just does side work. They have a different job or they may, they may, you know, they may just only, you know, they may make enough money during those six months that they don't need to work the rest of the year. But to me, I, when I did heating and AC, I did everything. I did heating and cooling and uh, some electrical and some plumbing. So make sure that they, I would recommend that they're a full HVAC company. Because you, it's better to have one company to do your heating and your AC, and they're going to offer you a contract, and then they'll come out and they'll do seasonal cleanings or seasonal checks before it gets hot or cold so that you don't have downtime. All right. Uh, the next one, um, should you go with the cheapest company, meaning the diagnostic is the cheapest or their service fee is the cheapest or the most expensive? Um, that's up to you, but I would always recommend somebody in the middle. The cheapest diagnostic, these people that come out and say, I'm going to diagnose it for $29.99 or $19.99, they're probably making their money up in labor rate or in parts. They're, they're marking up the parts a lot. So should you go with the cheapest company? Um, you can. I would recommend not to. Should you go with the most expensive company? I would recommend not to also. I've worked with those companies where they were the expensive company in the whole state of Virginia. And I got friends that listen to podcasts and they work for them too. Now, when you're working there, it's okay because you're making better money. But the problem is that they're so expensive that you probably can't afford their hourly rate. All right. So that leads us to um, uh, the, co the cost of diagnostic versus the hourly rate. This goes more to the first one. So that's number two. Um, typically, the cost to, to come out to your house to diagnose it or to service it is going to be smaller for a company that's going to charge you more for their hourly rate. Meaning, 
um, there's a company out there and this is just, um, it's not an actual company, but there could be a company out there that'll charge you $20 to come to your house to either service it or diagnose it. But then their hourly rate is two to $300 an hour. So a $10 part is not going to cost you $210 if they don't mark up the part at the minimum plus the $20 to come out to your house. Now they may charge you overtime, uh, charges. So it's $20 to come out to your house any time of the day or in the weekends, but there's an overtime charge for the hourly rate because it's overtime, it's after hours. So you got to worry about that. Um, same thing with if they're more expensive for the hourly rate, it doesn't typically mean they're going to be, or if they're more expensive for the, the diagnostic fee or the service fee, that doesn't mean they're going to be the cheapest on the, or in the hourly rate. They're, they're used to getting so much money that they're not going to just lower their hourly rate. They have a certain um, a base or market of customers that they like to uh, deal with. So their hourly rate is going to reflect their diagnostic fee. And typically that's so that if you've invested so much money into them, you're going to either uh, repair the unit or replace it with them. And it, it's just all marketing things. And, you know, it, it's um, it, it, that's up to you. What, what you want to do. I don't, like I said, I recommend somebody that's uh, just, just clear. Hey, you know, $60 to come out to your house. And my hourly rate is either 60 or a hundred dollars. Um, cause you don't want to sell yourself short as a technician, but you also don't, shouldn't overcharge. So, um, that's just me. And, and I like working for those companies cause I felt like they were, uh, more upfront, more honest, and they were the better deal for the customer. All right. Number two, uh, or number three, sorry, is um, uh, well, is it a, is it a clean professional technicians? You know, do these people have, do their technicians have uniforms and are the uniforms typically clean? Now it's hard to stay clean as a heating and AC tech when you're busy, but if there's an attempt to stay clean where they may go, Hey, let me apologize for my shirt. We've been slam busy. Or can I go real quick and change my shirt? I have extra, you know, uniform shirts. I don't like to look this dirty, uh, clean and professional. When you called them did you know, no matter how late they were going to be or how busy were they professional, you got to worry about that. Cause remember you're going to spend your money on them. So how clean and professional is the, the, the whole company from when you called them to when a technician comes out to your house. Now you could even, you know, when they come to your house and you don't like the way they look, or if you're just not feeling like they're going to be the, the best tech because the van doesn't even have their name on it. They may be a sublet or something. You could just deny them and go, no, thanks. I'm going to go with somebody else. It's your house. It's your money. So, all right. So the next one is their online presence. It's, uh, it's, it's 2020 and it's too late for people to say, I don't have a uh, website. I don't even have uh, any type of social media because to me, that's a red flag of, first of all, why not? Are you just a company that is AC only, like I talked before, or are you a, a person doing side work that's acting like you're a professional company or, I mean, are, is there going to be problems with you? Have you, do you have such a bad reputation that you don't want to have, you know, your name online? So online presence is very important because you also want to review and you want to rate your technician because if he did great, you want other people to go with them. If they did bad, you don't want people to go with them. So online presence. Um, uh, that one leads also with local reputation. Local reputation is literally your neighborhood um, or your work. Um, 
And um, it, it's, do your coworkers recommend somebody and do they all recommend them? Um, I mean, they, me, <clears throat> sorry, not all your coworkers may work together, but if they all go call this company, they're great. Every technician they have is awesome. You know, that's a great local reput uh, reputation. Or if your unit's not working and your neighbor says, go with this company, and another neighbor goes, oh, yeah, I went with them. They were great. Local reputation. Um, that's awesome. Uh, you do want to, you know, you, you want to go with somebody that has a good water mouth because that means that they care about keeping a customer. So, all right, next one. Uh, does the size of the company matter? Meaning is it, should you go with a small mom and pop where it may just be a uh, single employee doing all the installs, one other employee doing all the service, and then one other employee doing all the office work, or maybe there's two doing everything, um, you can. Um, that one will lead you toward a local reputation or the online presence. Um, or should you go with a huge company? Biggest thing with a huge company is they're going to charge more. And I mean, that goes back to, you know, uh, are they the cheapest to come out? Um, mom and pop is going to be a little more upfront because they, they want to be honest with you throughout the whole thing. They can't afford to lose a single customer. So they're going to tell you, I'll be out of your, at your house at this time. This is my diagnostic fee. And either I could roll it into the repair fee, or this is my hourly rate. They're going to be honest with you. And they're going to, you know, they're going to be honest. They're going to tell you that they are a legitimate company because they are, but they are going to tell you, Hey, uh, we only have one repair person or two, and they're going to thank you for choosing them. So it's up to you how you feel. That one leads more toward local reputation. Um, and then also if it's a mom and pop shop and it goes back to the one I said, if it's an AC only, you got to worry about that. Why are they only AC? So, all right. Um, uh, how many was that? So the next one here is, and this one gets a little technical. This is when you've chosen a company. And now, or you got maybe two or three companies you're thinking about, and you have to worry about something. Um, the make or the brand of certifications for companies that they have. Are they train certified? Are they carrier certified? Are they Amana, Goodman certified? Um, do they work on one or two units only, like builder's grade, um, that aren't bad, but do they work on York only, or do they work in Comfort Maker? Um, that all matters. There are companies out there. I mean, there are products out there that are very high, uh, uh, technologically, uh, advanced like a carrier or a Bryant unit. Their infinity unit is very, 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 very great. Um, it has its own sensors. It has its own diagnostic unit, which is built into the thermostat. So your thermostat actually tells you or the technician how the system's been running for however long you choose, days, weeks. It actually will turn the unit on every, you know, every so often, every hour to check the 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 static pressures of the house. Like this is a unit doing this for you. So it's the difference of going. Should I go with a um, uh, if you're an Apple person, should I go with an Apple product or some new name brand Windows Phone? you're going to go with an Apple product. Um, and also when you, you're buying this Apple product, are you going to get this at an Apple store or certified Apple store um, or just somebody off the street, you know? So, um, and that is the certifications or the training uh, qualifications to work on and install um, certain brands. Um, like I said, train American standard carrier, Bryant, uh, Amana, Goodman, those are all big names. And then a lot of the other ones are all, uh, they, they put a company put their name on a builder's grade, uh, like comfort maker, which are not bad, but they are, 
you know, they're cheaper CNTR builders grade. So that one is closer to another one. And this is the name brands of the equipment they can install. Meaning, are they certified to work on the high dollar units? I mean, high dollar, they are going to be expensive, but they're worth it. Uh, train, um, uh, Carrier, Bryant, and all those, are they even allowed to work on them? Meaning if they're not allowed to, if they're not certified, they may not be able to sell them because those companies don't want you to install something that they haven't taught you how to put in. So are they even certified to install these units? And then if they can't, then why should they be out there working on your unit? I know that they're all similar, but you do want a technician that's worth their money. Um, this this one sort of leads to, the you know, are are they just um, a company doing AC only and it's just a quick money? They know, you know, three to six months is all they need and um, they'll make their money for the next couple of years. So what can they work on? You know, and you'll see with their van, you may see different logos of different brands on there. If they're not certified to work on it, you could tell them to leave. It's up to you. Uh, they don't need to be there. That You know, it, I mean, at, at the time when you're a professional technician, if you don't... If you haven't put your time into work on uh, being certified to work on everything, then you're not that professional. You know, you're not worth your money. So, and then the last one is the age of the company. This one is closer to uh, the um, mom and pop that only been around a few years. Should you go with them or should you go with a company that's been here for, you know, 20, 30 years? They've gone through a few different owners. It was probably a mom and pop shop years ago, but now it's, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's a big company it has you know a, you know a thousand employees so um does the age of the company matter yes and no if you don't care and you just want somebody to go out to your house to diagnose so that you could get your friend to do it on the side uh you know first of all i wouldn't recommend that but no you get whoever but if you want a company that um uh, if they make a mistake you know that they could take care of it, then I would say age of the company matters. Because if they uh, they cross a wire and it burns out something, you know, can they can they afford to replace it? Because, you know, if they're a mom and pop that's only been around for a few months, and not saying they're an AC only, but, you know, they just started making, making a mistake like that, we'll just close the company. So... Um, and also they've been around for so long that they're getting the best discounts from the distributors and the wholesalers, meaning, yeah, you call the company that wasn't the cheapest to come out, but they also aren't the cheapest. They're not the most expensive to repair. And you decide to go with a new unit for whatever reason. Um, the major difference on that one is how much of a discount are they getting so that they could roll that onto you because labor is going to be labor. You could negotiate on labor, but if they could only, if they're only getting a 2% discount on the unit, um, you're not going to get, you're not going to get that much uh, off. So your cost is going to be higher. So, so does age of the company matter to me? Yes, because when I was looking toward working for a company, I did work for one mom and pop and I had a okay experience. I wouldn't do it again. Um, it wasn't that bad. It was just that they needed, um, they just needed more to, to, uh, get a wider audience or get more customers. But, 
Um, I also didn't want to work for the company, and this happens a lot, a plumbing company that goes, we could do heating and AC, and they hire six techs, you know, to start, and they give them old plumbing trucks. Um, they really don't know how to run heating and AC, so then they'll try to hire somebody, and that they, they also have a fear of, if we put too much money into heating and AC doesn't work, then we'll just cut it, so they can't really afford a good um, heating and AC manager. So typically, typically they'll get somebody from the plumbing side to run, to run it. They may do a great job, but they may not. So that's what I was looking for. I was looking for how long have they been there as a heating and AC company. So, um, it's up to you. Do you, if you care about the age, I do. I want a company that's been there a while and that has trusted, has a good reputation, um, good online presence, um, good professional company where you could call them even though they're slam busy and they may go, Hey, we're busy for, you know, we're booked for two weeks. At least they're honest with you. At least they're not going to lie and go, we'll try to be out there tomorrow. So, um, so and those are all the things that I'm looking for, um, that you should be thinking about when you're calling in a heating and AC company. So, um, I'm going to be doing more of these podcasts. Uh, um, and, uh, I, I know how to do, uh, heating and AC. I did it professionally and I also worked at a dealership. So I'm going to do another one on, you know, what to look for in a dealership and, um, and, uh, and what make, and I'm not going to tell you what to buy, but you know, what to look for, what to expect when you, when you go to buy a car, new or used, and when you're going back to for service and all that. So, um, today the heating and AC, I may do another one. If you like it, please, uh, leave comments on what else you'd like to know. Uh, Jesse, he's done a bunch of stuff, you know, currently he's doing welding, um, you know, professional, uh, he's, he's building a huge hotel in Tampa. So, um, we could do a video on, on, you know, maybe something welding related, what to look for, um, from a builder, you know, if you, you got, you getting self welded, you know, what to look for from a welder. So, um, but please, uh, continue to like and, uh, and share, uh, the podcast wherever you're listening to. And, you know, Subscribe and follow. Hit the bell icon on YouTube. We appreciate everything. But with the Intergalactic Neanderthals, I am Jose. See ya.